0: I woke up and was laying in my bed in my white cotton nightgown, thinking of all the things I'm grateful for and stretching out. I turned on my side. On the adjacent wall of my bed is a mirror on the floor, so I can do my hair and makeup, where I can see my reflection as I'm laying in bed. I looked in the mirror and I saw myself on the bed as I was. But when I glanced again, I still saw myself laying in bed but also saw myself standing by my husband's side of the bed. I was wearing the same exact nightgown and staring into the mirror. I told myself this can't be true. I can't be in two places at once. I closed my eyes and tried to reset myself. I opened my eyes again and looked back into the mirror and saw my reflection laying in bed, which I still was but this time I now saw my husband standing on his side of the bed in his boxers with no shirt on, looking at his phone. I was relieved. I told myself, Oh, it was just him. Your eyes were just playing tricks on you. I then got out of bed and headed for the bathroom, but as I passed in front of the bed and looked at it, my husband was fast asleep with a black t-shirt on and boxers, and our white pit bull, Sade, was asleep next to him. I couldn't believe it. I went into the bathroom and just sat there, trying to understand what just happened. I was never really scared, but definitely perplexed. That was the first time that anything like that has ever happened to me while I was awake. Sometime in 1961 or 2, my family piled into our station wagon in Flagstaff, Arizona. And headed out for burbank california to visit my mom's sister and family we consisted of my dad the driver from hell who wouldn't pull over even if you were bleeding mom our go-to guy my sister one year older than i was me about 10 or so my oldest little brother seven an okay guy second brother four a rocker and bouncer he drove us all crazy and my baby brother about one I have no idea what highway we took to get to California, but it was way before freeways, so the drive was hot and miserable, especially since my dad smoked the whole time. Just when I thought I couldn't take another minute of this fun, my mom said that she needed to use the restroom, so dad said that he knew of a truck stop up ahead and we could stop. Before the truck stop, mom saw a little cafe on the side of the road and said that she needed to stop now. We all piled out and went into this little log cabin looking place, ready to eat, pee, and stretch our legs. My sister and I sat at the counter because there was only one table with four chairs in the whole place. At the end of the counter, a boy, maybe in his early teens, sat hunched over on a stool with his head down. He never, ever moved the whole time we were there. A huge man came out from the kitchen through some curtains and we all ordered breakfast. When he brought out my sisters and my plates, he bent down and said, you two are very lucky. You both got double yolks in your eggs. We looked down and it was like two yellow eyes were staring back up at us. My mom was raised on a farm and she said that sometimes happened and to just eat it and be quiet. After everyone finished with the food, Mom and Dad ordered beers, so my sis and I went down to their table and they ordered us Cokes. The old man got down really close between my sis and me and sat the Cokes in front of us. God, he stank. I took a sip of my Coke and, horrified, told my dad that there was whiskey in it. He said I was crazy, but my mom tasted it and gave it to him and said there is whiskey in there. He didn't say anything to the old man. He just drank both of our Cokes, paid the bill, and we left. As we were walking out, the old man took one of those old-fashioned rolls of candies and broke it off in half, giving one half to me and the other half to my sis. When we got into the car, she leaned into me and whispered, Don't eat that. It's poison. About five or so miles up the road, We passed the fancy truck stop that we should have stopped at with all the lovely cars and trucks and people all around. A very safe place. On the drive back home, my sister and I saw the truck stop and then looked for the creepy little cafe we had stopped at on the way. We kept our eyes out all the way to Flagstaff. There was no cafe, but our broken roll of candy was still on the floor of the car. This happened about 20 years ago and I still can't explain it. I picked up my friend to go out one Saturday evening. We were both 20-ish females. I was driving and we were blasting the tunes and laughing, ready for a fun night out. To get to our destination, we needed to hop onto the freeway for a quarter mile, and then off at the next exit. I turned onto the freeway on-ramp, not realizing it was under construction like a dummy not paying attention to the ramp-closed sign. Suddenly, my friend screamed, Look out! The road was just gone. We both screamed. In front of us was a great big construction hole. But the next thing either of us remember is being at our destination. There's no way we could have not crashed into the hole. We didn't even really talk about it until days later. It was like we both just forgot about it. I drove past the exact spot soon after, and it was, in fact, a giant hole. How are we here, alive, not injured, car not scratched, and what happened to those five or ten minutes before realizing we are going to crash and being at our destination? My aunt and her now ex-husband had been out with a friend one night, and were finishing up about 1am when their friend offered them a ride home. My aunt hadn't drank, but her husband and friend had. Everyone gets in the car, and my aunt, who was notorious for never wearing a seatbelt, starts feeling odd and buckles up. Her husband, already buckled, teases her about it since it's out of her character, and their friend doesn't wear his to prove a point. As they were exiting the highway, the friend jerks and overcorrects, and they immediately roll off a fairly steep incline. They roll for what my aunt described felt like 5 minutes, then suddenly she wakes up and everyone else in the car is passed out. She gets out, and according to her, wasn't able to get anyone else out. Within a couple minutes, emergency responders and my mom arrive to see my aunt and her husband outside the car. While their friend remained inside now my aunt never called my mom and there was no log on either phone that my aunt had called my mom but my mom swears that she got a phone call and heard the car rolling over and my aunt yelling he's dead he's dead and then said something about the area that the car accident happened my mom got on the highway and drove in that direction until finding the accident within 10 minutes of it happening. I remember my dad heard the phone call too, and I remember waking up to my parents frantically trying to piece together who was going and where to go and that sort of thing. We waited at home for my mom to return, eventually with the news that my aunt's friend had passed away, but that her and her husband had survived with minor trauma. Later, my aunt talked about the intuitive feeling that she had beforehand about the seatbelt, but she had questions about her phone. She remembers screaming he's dead and that she was referring to her husband at the time. She said he had died there and that she wasn't able to get anyone out. But then out of nowhere, she was out of breath and kneeling over her unconscious husband right before the paramedics arrived. She lost her phone in the crash and was never able to find it either. I'm in the military, my job goes towards the aviation field, and before we can do our job, we have to go to school for it first. I was in a temporary military base for school. I've heard the ideas that we live in a simulation, or some sort of matrix and whatnot, but I find that way too crazy to believe, until I had an encounter in this area. Since we were in school, we weren't allowed to drive at all, so our class and myself didn't have any transportation anywhere. Like the store or barbershop on base, which was about a 12-minute drive from our barracks to there. However, there are buses that transport you to places such as medical, store, school, etc., so I always had to take the bus to go anywhere. I liked it though because it was always on schedule and every time I was on the bus I would just look at the helicopters, airplanes, and jets. School schedule was normal and it was from Monday through Friday and we had the weekends off, Every Monday, though, we had to show up to school with fresh haircuts, so that meant we had to go to the barbershop to get haircuts on Sunday. The barbershop was next to the store in base. The first bus would leave at 9 a.m. on Sundays, and that was the bus I would get on. So I'm going about my day looking at the sky, and I remember it being 9.05 a.m. on the spot, when suddenly there was an American Airline plane that just stood still, not moving like it was just in the sky, not moving. I was by myself, so nobody else saw it. It lasted about two minutes and then started flying normally again. When I got back to the barracks, I told my class and they called me a liar and told me the reason I made this up was because I wanted them to wake up early on Sunday. I brushed it off and came to the conclusion that it was just the angles that I saw it and it made it look like it was hovering or not moving. Anyway, I totally forgot about it and went on my normal week, looking at the planes on the bus and nothing out of the ordinary. The next Sunday was here, and I was about to get on the bus to get a haircut when one of my classmates came with me and told me that he wanted to see if it was true what I said that previous Sunday. We got on the bus and started looking outside to see if we could catch it. Sure enough, the time was 9.05 a.m., in the exact same spot where I saw the plane not move, I saw it again, and so did my classmate. This time, there were two regular commercial airline airplanes. They were flying normally at that specific spot, and when 9.05 a.m. hit, they stopped moving. Just stood there. My classmate and I found it weird because planes don't just do that. They don't just hover. Only helicopters in this recently new jet can do that but this was a normal commercial airline plane that's not associated with the military at all. After our haircut trip, we got back to the barracks, and this time, me and my classmate tried to explain this to the rest of our class, but of course, they don't believe us once again. After that, the rest of my three months there, my classmate and I would get on the bus Sunday morning at 9am to get a haircut and look into the sky. And at that certain spot at 9.05, we would see any plane that passed through just freeze and not move for the next two minutes or so. Then it would start moving normally again. It was actually a beautiful phenomena, in my opinion, but it was also crazy. I am convinced after the encounters that I think we live in the Matrix or a simulation or something like that, and that this was an actual glitch in the world we live in, and that maybe the theory isn't so crazy after all. I don't know if that glitch is still there today, or if it was ever fixed by whoever is out there.